On this issue of how tiring it is for people to travel, I had two candidates go into Copenhagen the other day. Neither one of them had done much traveling at all in the last couple of years because of COVID. This yeah. was the first time that they were traveling for business. And they the, the travel was scheduled in and out in the same day with a full slate of interviews. And they both uh, reported being absolutely exhausted to the point where it was really hard to be excited about the engagement that they had during the day. And I'm wondering if this is something that we should be raising with people that they have to be more thoughtful because there's also all the other requirements of all the COVID tests you have to do. So all the added stress. Well, I just wondered whether that was what was making it much more complex process than just getting to the airport and getting on the plane. And we also complained about the striptease we have to do every time we get there. That's already a tremendous chore. On top of that, you need to take pre-test, post-test, make sure you arrive with your vaccination certificates, which one of our clients is saying, by the way, you yeah. can't come in unless you can show your certificates into our offices. Yeah, and no, I've heard that too. Or maybe even wearing your mask all day is also extremely tiring. So maybe, you know, people should be taking that into account when they bring somebody in just for the day in and out. There should maybe be built even into the day, the interview day, some downtime. I was thinking about the same thing with regard to maybe staying up the night before, traveling evening before, staying in a hotel. There are some people that find that relaxing. On the yeah. other hand, the whole palaver of getting into a hotel, you know, going through all the, exactly the same methods again, that may be actually more tiring than doing a day trip. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Or, but I do think there's an element that we used to have a lot of stamina for this that we've lost, you know, by being at home. Because I had another client say to me, well, I don't know, the candidate was not near as enthusiastic in person as they were on video. <laughs> and I thought, well, a lot of that was because you know, getting to you to do it in person is harder than it used to be. It's hard. Well, yeah, and perhaps they're saying, why was I doing this before? You know, a lot of us, you know, we spent three to, uh, three flights a week at an airport and now saying, why was I doing that? I mean, it's just yeah. such a tremendous issue. By the time yeah. you walk two miles to your plane and gone through the whole hassle, you wonder, what the hell am I here for? Yeah, and no your day really that. hasn't begun to you're actually at your clients or at the place where you're going to be interviewed. So there's definitely something to that. And I wonder uh, what we can do to help clients be cognizant of the fact that they're putting candidates through stress. Although, you know, you can argue too, Rosalie, that if you're working with a, for a company, you're going to go through exactly the same stress going to clients and so on. So you no. can argue, well, you better be robust enough if you're coming to interview, because that's how you're going to be with a client. Yeah, I think that's true. I think what I see in all my interviews and my discussions with clients is there's this tendency to talk about our work world as though after COVID, it'll be what it was before COVID, or even that there will be an after COVID. And I think the reality is that we have shifted and changed. And to talk about the way we used to travel as, as something that we're going to go back to is probably not realistic anymore. We probably should be having different discussions. Well, it's interesting. The airlines are already a making accommodation for that, not just in turning down their flights because they have no passengers today, but also longer term, they're saying, we think that actually leisure travel will become the dominant force compared to we're just taking business guys around every day of the week on several times a week. So I think that's airlines are already recognizing that. Yeah, I think so too. So I think our conversations have to catch up. We have yeah. to stop when we start talking about what we did two years ago as though that was the norm and will be again. We have to stop and say, mm, maybe that's not going to be anymore. And don't ask somebody to come back several times for different interviews. Scheduling is a lot, lot more important. I also think that COVID is not our only disruption that's 
risen to a greater degree. I had one client tell me that they have 12 different suppliers who have used their force majeure part of their contract, which means they can't deliver for acts of nature or acts. And none of them were COVID-based. They were all because of climate-based issues, hurricanes and landslides and the the freeze in in Texas that some companies haven't recovered from. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The whole chemical industry is in a tremendous flux and prices are really shot up. Actually saved the year for some producers as a consequence of all the climate issues. But I also think the social issues behind that too. So COVID is one good reason, but also, and we've noticed that already for several years, people said, no, 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 I'll commute rather than make a physical move with all my family because I'm going to be traveling five days a week. And as a consequence of that, my family's disrupted, whereas they could maintain the social network wherever they are. And I'll do the traveling. But then you can also argue, but are you still going to travel five days a week? No. So is that (laughs) going to turn around as a consequence? It's worth contemplating. Yeah. I think for some of the HR people we talk to and some of the executives, I think it's worth thinking about what the influence is on their organizations. Yeah, I'm hearing more from people that they will travel as needed, that they may travel a lot more in the beginning as they establish their relationships. And they'll come in for special meetings, especially when innovation and creativity and collaboration is required. But they're not committing to traveling every week anymore, especially not five days. They're all asking for hybrid arrangements or flexible arrangements, which are really flexible, not... This is another thing I've been really thinking about is I've seen so many companies define flexibility, which is counterintuitive. Yes. Once you define flexibility, it's not flexibility anymore. So that's another issue I think we need to put our arms around and understand that you really can be flexible. That's still focused on making sure that performance is high and business is done. And if those two things are met, then there's a lot of room to be flexible. No, that's absolutely right. Of course, there's so much talk going on about the changing society and all of those things right now. But it's important not to forget the point that you make. Ultimately, you have to be able to do your job well, otherwise mm-hmm. somebody else is going to be doing it. I mean, that's yeah. a simple fact of life, right? Yeah. So it's nice to have the flexibility, but behind all of that must be some rigor in performance. That may also mean your business model has to change. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's one of the things employers sometimes forget when they're talking about flexibility. They forget they still have the tool of making sure that people perform. That's yes. That never goes away, right? That never goes away. Yeah. 